Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. We're talking about the pyramid at the end of the world. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, Whovians, welcome back to AfterBuzz TV for Doctor Who time. Ooh. Well, we don't have Tari, but Dave's making it plenty weird. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, settle in, guys. Yeah. It's gonna be a long one. All right. This will be the rest of the episode. Yep. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. I have... Two of my fantastic pan- normal fantastic panel here, uh, <laughs> and one weirdo. That's accurate. Wow. Uh, Adrian Snow. <laughs> Adrian Snow is back. We're going this way. Um, hi, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. That's M S E D R I N S N O W. Also back this week. Oh Dave yeah, Child. I'm back. I'm Dave Child. You can find me at Mr. Dave Child or DaveChild.com. I got a I got a pin this week. I got a TARDIS pin this nice. week. I wanted to see it in case the microphone. And because I couldn't it. get the two of them back without trading in my other co-host, right. Tari Miller uh, couldn't unfortunately join us this week. He's out of town. But Steve Kaufman jumped in, jumping in to uh, fill in the slot. Really happy to be here. Love talking Doctor Who. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. All right, let's nerd out <laughs> about the pyramid at the end of the world yeah. Uh, yeah. as the second of three episodes in this three-parter. Right. Um, what do you guys think? First reactions. I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving this uh, stream of episodes. I loved last week. I wasn't here to talk about it. I don't know how you guys feel. I didn't get to watch the Oh, yeah. You guys, I want to know from both of you guys. Yeah. Like at, in, your, yeah. in the same paragraph. In the uh, same paragraph. <laughs> what did you think of last week and this week's episodes? Um, I mean, I liked, I liked last week's a lot. Because I've, I've been kind of obsessed with the simulation theory. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they've addressed that and used it and it was an interesting way that I haven't seen done before. The whole, like, the doctor in the simulation was able to contact the doctor in real life. And that's how he was able to kind of get the warning ahead. So I like that. And I like this episode, too, even though I'm not sure what the benefit of the last last week's episode was able to do on the doctor. That heads up. Yeah. Kind of gave him. I guess it gave him a little bit of a of a warning, and he kind of knew what he was dealing with in this episode with the monks. But yeah. I did really like this episode. Adrian, I liked last week's episode more so than this week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked the suit that the doctor was in when he was electrocuting Missy. Oh. I appreciate that suit. I'm happy to see it's going to be back next episode. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, uh, I yeah, I enjoyed the, the the same thing with the simulation theory and all that kind of stuff, but. I'm not necessarily in love with the monks or how they're kind of like being put out there. And so we'll see. I'm more excited to see the the finale to the three-parter. Than right. This one was kind of filler. 
we kind of already knew what they were were about. Um, so it wasn't as I, exciting for I me. I would say I'm intrigued by the mugs. Yeah. Like, I'm not totally like, whoa, they're great. Mm-hmm. But I there's a lot of potential to the monks where I'm like, that, that could be cool. Right. Mm-hmm. I like how they look. I like the simple design of them, how they're just corpses in robes, and that's enough to make them creepy-looking mm. aliens and how they don't really sync up with how they talk. Yeah. I like that. And I also like how... Uh, I, I kind of like what they're trying to do where they're just trying to be... Uh, you have to go to them and, and kind of ask for their help in order to do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like that kind of goes up against how they look. It's a little bit of a strange match. Which is also interesting because, and let's just dive into the episode, um, they said they chose that form Mm -hmm. to be pleasing or calming to us in Mm -hmm. a a sort of contact-like decision. Maybe they saw that movie while they were simulating Earth, and they're like, that seems like a good idea. It sounded like they they chose that form just to burn them. Because they said, like, we chose the form that will look good to you, and to you... To us, you're all corpses. So that's why we look like corpses. <laughs> Burn. We're the monks. Out. And it was So yeah. it didn't it didn't read as like that doesn't make any sense because yeah. if you're going to be like someone you would trust and love and give uh give up their help to um it's it feels like you should look heroic. It feels like they should yeah. come as looking like heroes, like they almost have typical heroes. Very backwards ideas on like what's pleasing to humans and the the concept of what consent means. Right. <laughs> and so it's kind All of like, the consent talk was uh, hmm. consent talk. And we'll absolutely and we'll absolutely get into yeah. that. Um, yeah, and the chat the chat saying like their reasoning is just weird. Yeah, um, it's completely backwards of what yeah. you expect. So the maybe monks, that's the, point. the monks as villains, like they come down here, they they chose this. Uh, in my mind, they chose this form to mm-hmm. be off putting a little bit to mm-hmm. separate themselves and make themselves feel alien. Mm-hmm. But they are going with this monk like look mm-hmm. to make themselves. To, wise. to look mm-hmm. to look, look wise. wise and look peaceful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're choosing to use this to use a strategy where they take it's like a backdoor like uh, way to take over is yeah. not mm-hmm. just by force, yeah. Because that's how every that's how every alien race has tried to mm-hmm. take over the planet, and they all fail. But it to is take kind over of by through, force, though, but yeah. Sorry. But yeah, like in in terms of the even how they. They talk about well, you know, we could save you, and it just happens to be this like weird circumstance of she her glasses were broken and he got too drunk. And I'm like, yeah, but you know that, like you set it up. Like, I think, it, and not only Did that, they but, set it up. Yeah, and they put the pyramid somewhere specifically so everyone would be worried. Like they put the pyramid in yeah. a place where all the world's military leaders would be by it and mm-hmm. dealing with it, and they'd assume it would be. Oh, we're all going to go after each other. Mm-hmm. Right? They're gonna. They're literally. If the doctor wasn't there, we would have died. It's mm-hmm. this weird, they want to go and subjugate a race by this weird game of mental chess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they want to, like, literally mind F a race. They want to show up, tell them the world is going to end, mm-hmm. but you must consent to us and we will stop it. Yeah. yeah. And it also feels like they actually, to me, it didn't feel like they actually set up the end of the world. To me, it actually read, because we didn't see them... Put something in a certain place so the so the glasses will break. We just yeah. knew that that's mm-hmm. that was kind of the first domino, 
but we didn't see them do anything to start the first domino. So to yeah. me, it read as like they ran enough simulations mm-hmm. to know that this is this is one of the ways the world could end. So they knew it was going to happen and when it was going to happen because of the simulations. So yeah. they were able to be like, this is where we can help. This is the time to help. We're not going to tell you what's going to happen, but this is good. It almost seemed more like they, they, they did have some understanding of how they could get that situation to happen through the simulations. So it's kind of like a butterfly effect thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what happens if this woman does that every morning? Like she always puts her purse on every morning. But what happens if something wakes up her husband a little bit earlier so he ends up walking out behind her and closing the door? And this right. guy never goes out for drinking. I read some article about how like it was kind of implied that he's not really a drinker. So what happens if he happens to go out really and, and get really drunk that night and yeah. ends up drinking too much? And these two things happen on the same day. Where that seemed like that was planned from them experiencing the simulations, having an understanding of how these two people live their lives and just adding slight just slight movements to it to get that to happen. But they didn't add any slight movements. So well, to we me, don't not that we if, know of. But if they yeah. I think they see time as one whole thing. Yeah. And they if you believe in the the multiverse theory that every little decision, as small as a butterfly, creates a separate timeline. They mm-hmm. literally just went to the one timeline where the Earth would end. Right. Mm-hmm. And that just happens to be the timeline we're watching, where the and, doctor is. And it's also not to say that they're not guilty of not saving the world, because mm-hmm. non-action is the same as action mm-hmm. when it comes to it. So they know it's going to happen, and in fact they're more guilty because they're just not going to do anything, or they do something. I feel like they, I, I feel like this thing was always destined to happen. These things were going to lead up to these guys accidentally creating a biotoxin. Mm-hmm. But they, I think by putting this pyramid in, they sort of removed someone's attention mm-hmm. from this situation. That So by the time it started to spread and get out, mm-hmm. that person that would have saved the day mm-hmm. is dealing with the pyramid crisis. Yeah. And now... Yeah, and they've been, they've either the Secretary General mm-hmm. ta- of the UN has been taken away, or one of these military leaders, or or some or somebody working for them yeah. is just like not in the same place they were going to be. <clears throat> There's one feet less person not supposed to be there dealing with a biotoxin fallout, mm-hmm. and it just that's how they that's how they kill the world. I also just don't think it was ever going to get down to the biotoxin really happening. Yeah, I think like, they show mm-hmm. them an alternate. Yeah, because it. It seemed like the woman who was there dealing with it was handling it. Like, one person had died. And and even if she hadn't gotten to, if the doctor hadn't been there to be like, we're going to blow it up, I bet you she would have gotten to that conclusion. I don't know, because the way they set it up, they they said that it it vents out every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So we saw her in those 30 minutes not really knowing what to do once it hit once the 30 mm-hmm. minutes was She up. was still thinking it over, but she was also coming up with... Uh, she was working with the doctor to have those thoughts. So, yeah, yeah maybe because I, if if her uh, friend hadn't died, then maybe that would have been his uh, job to kind of, like, help him figure that out. But it right. seemed like... It seemed like they just had been played the whole time. So even with the... If it wasn't nuclear war, then it was uh, the biotoxin. But it doesn't seem like... They they played on humanity's uh, inability to believe that we can handle those type of right. situations, and so and that's what ended up happening. Also, I think they played with the doctor because I think yeah. from their simulations that you know that they've they've worked with the doctor and killed the doctor several times mm-hmm. in other simula- in simulations. Ugh. Uh, but one of the things that they needed was love, and they were not going to get any of that from the generals yeah. in mm-hmm. order to connect. 
they knew the only person they can get that from is Bill. Yeah, so they split them up. They yeah. got, and they knew. And the thing was that they talked about the episode before. Last episode was how the doctor was blind and how he yeah. didn't want any of his enemies to know he's blind. And what's the first thing they learn <laughs> in the simulation is that the doctor is blind, and right. they use that. Like it, it just seemed like everything was like too. Like the moment he walked in there, that they, they had won. The question is why they needed this consent Mm -hmm. and why they needed it in this form from what effectively felt like could have been almost anyone Mm -hmm. because they they they're looking for somebody with power Mm -hmm. well they're looking for the actual like person who would turn over like the person who would theoretically give consent Mm -hmm. in this case it's the doctor. Yeah. Who I right. love that they but, brought this back as the president <laughs> of the oh world. I love how even he says it. He's like, I'm the president of the world. Like, it's a like, thing. I don't, don't worry about it. This. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, right now, they're dealing with someone who's the closest friend to the doctor. So has a direct connection mm-hmm. to the power that is the doctor. Yes. But has not, like, but this is like, has not been officially told that she speaks for him. I guess companions no, do speak for it's him. it's because like a... if you put her in danger, you can manipulate the Doctor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes her an ultimate figure of power. It's not It's not a... It's It's not the superficial title of power like a lot of the generals might have had. Mm-hmm. This was someone who actually had a link to power because the Doctor has killed and helped and destroyed so many people and is himself so powerful. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so we can acknowledge that at least the Bill does have power. Yeah. But their whole thing is that they don't want to rule by fear. Mm-hmm. They, and they don't they like they don't want to rule by fear or by force. They want to rule by love. But they're only getting consent from one person. Mm-hmm. Uh they're willing to get it from the Secretary General of the UN or the this small collection of military leaders who are not even necessarily with the exception of the the Chinese woman uh, whose name I will not attempt to uh, <laughs> pronounce uh, they're not the leaders of their armies yeah ness- right. even like uh, General Brabbit I think he was a general but even so he's not the Secretary of Defense he's not the the President of the United States mm-hmm. um they like these are lower down figures. The Russian guy seemed like he was just like a guard at a post. We never really got what his actual yeah, role was. Yeah, you kind of got a sense he was another general of some sort. Yeah, but they were all just three generals. I think yeah. Jacob Albers in the chat sums it up nicely. The consent is an illusion. They know no bill will give up Earth for the Doctor. Yeah, right. Okay, it's but all so, for the Doctor. Yeah. Yes, but so what? So this um, all this I've been leading to a question: like, what do you guys think the reason they needed the consent? Was well one one interesting theory that I saw on the Reddit uh, forum discussion for this is that the that the monks might actually be time lords. I themselves. thought that. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it. Interesting. Yeah. I think they're time lords because even the concept of the when she was when Bill was describing the pyramid. She's like, oh, it's a spaceship. And I was like, oh, it's a TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> it is a TARDIS. And I was like, oh, it's a TARDIS. There's a round thing in the middle that yeah. controls something that appears out of nowhere. And they don't they don't appear in their, their real form. They can see different uh, dimensions of time. They can see, they can show them different, mm-hmm. you know, oh, endings right. of time. The spaceship can turn into whatever they want it to. Exactly. Also, also Cloaking there's... Div- it, has, it has a... Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but there's a word for uh, chameleon circuits. Chameleon yeah. circuit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I have the suspicion that actually 
their form that they're taking, they, they say they chose it to make them seem like ultimate powerful Q beings. But there's a part of me that thinks maybe they didn't choose it. Mm. And one of the theories that's on, on the Reddit form is that they're actually looking like corpses because they're at the end of their regenerations. And this is a way to kind of get the regenerations back oh. up. That maybe they need life force from... They need some you, sort of... Or something like that. They need they life probably, force and they can only get it from consent. Well, they yeah. probably need the life force from the doctor. <laughs> like, because yeah. he has... 13 more. 13 more. True. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's that's maybe a theory that's that maybe. feels I, that that feels correct. But there have been some people in the chat who are talking about this who have said the the pyramid's a pyramid, guys. None of these people are time lords. Everything like well, the pyramid's not a pyramid. Well, yeah. Yeah. no, that's super twisty, and I kind of like it. And because <laughs> the time lords are like vaguely back in, and this they universe. are wearing the time lord colors. That was something that even though yeah, yeah they're monk colors. I was like, but that's also the color of the time lords. They don't uh, have that's big what they neck. wear. And you're right. And like, if, the, if this was a TARDIS that was either a much older TARDIS or a much more much more advanced TARDIS mm-hmm. than what we're used to, there's a large circular thing in the middle. It is piloted by at least a dozen people, which we know a TARDIS normally needs to mm-hmm. pilot it. Oh. Uh, yeah, that you're not supposed to fly it with one person. That's yeah. why he's the doctor's always screwing up. Yeah, right. Uh, um, it and it, it like appears as something that like I guess like you can manipulate a chameleon circuit to like present as whatever you want, mm-hmm. but like something that fits on this planet at the very least. Mm-hmm. So it. It's not per- it's not a perfect they also theory. Just have but a very fits. yeah. They have a, a very clear understanding of like how to manipulate time, even in yeah. uh, even in that one space of just understanding like well, when these certain things hit, that'll hit. I mean, I feel like even the doctor has been able to use that of like going someplace and knowing exactly how things are going to go and using that to his benefit up to a certain point. I could be wrong. Yeah, the, the but, taking over everyone's clocks reminds me of Missy with the planes. Mm-hmm. And of the doctor in um, uh, Matt Smith's first episode, uh, I always forget the title of that Which, one. Right. Um, the, the his the, very first fish, episode, Fish Fingers and Custard. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. When, when he uh, with number uh, Prisoner Zero. Yeah, yeah, Prisoner Zero. Um, and he mm-hmm. turns all the clocks in the world to zero. So like mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. Of these things feel like Time Lord moves. Yeah. And strategies that we've been presented with. Right. Um, and we were also, and we built in that in last week's episode so much about Missy that's right. that it feels like something there has to be some important connection between these people and Missy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to I think the third episode's really gonna bring in Missy and the yeah. vault and all of that stuff. And, and not think, just in a tangential like maybe she can help save the day way. I feel like there is a direct She has exposition connection. for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of like, no, yeah. these guys are this. Because, yeah. yeah, there has to be a reason why she The 11th she was hour. Thank you, chat. Oh! Put in the vault. Extra uh, connection. <laughs> yeah, the 11th hour. The 11th hour. Yeah, see, yeah the with the doomsday hour. clock. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the... They're like, come on, man. You guys know how many episode titles there are? <laughs> yeah. God. Um, although that one was, like, very directly correlated to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm excited. I... Do we have any? Do we have any theories that aren't that they were time lords or some type? Of I mean, they, they could just be very powerful aliens, yeah. or they could that's... yeah, they could just be aliens that existed at the same time of Gallifrey and stole a lot of the technology. Yeah, like the other that that seems like a lot more work than what well, we're the other, proposing. The other question is like why? Like why did they want to take over the Earth? Like what is in it? 
for that. Well, that's what I was going to say. What what did Missy do to end up in the vault? Like, so... Everything with... Yeah, <laughs> but still. But, no, but how long has the master gotten away with things? Like, for how long? And he's already been tossed aside and thrown into Gallifreyan jail. So, at this point, what does he have to do, or she, or they, whatever, um, to end up at the point where she's taken to this planet that's strictly for execution? She teamed up with the Daleks... Well, no, no, a, but, but what I'm trying to say is I think that what it, what she actually did was she went in and annihilated the Time Lords. So that might that's just, this is just a theory I'm throwing out. And the remaining Time Lords uh, need a new Gallifrey, essentially. Mm-hmm. And maybe they want Earth. But huh. they also kind of... Some of, the, some of the Time Lords hate the Doctor for, you know, just... Being the doctor, <laughs> like, stealing a TARDIS, just stealing and, a TARDIS, yeah. just from like being crazy sometimes, and so I feel like that might be their reasoning for if, if this is true, uh, then that might be their reason for going to Earth and deciding to take it over. It's also just to kind of piss the doctor off, or they might be working with Messi, right? Yeah, Messi is mean, always trying to take over the Earth. Yeah, and I, I I like the idea that they're maybe even trying to get to the vault, mm-hmm. like they're trying to get the vault, like maybe to get Missy. Or to use the, um, the what the quantum loop that she's in is—is is that how it ended? Where she's stuck in that quantum loop, or did she survive? Because I remember she like woke up. I kind of forget. He didn't kill episode. her. He didn't kill no, her. No, he just zapped her and threw her into the vault for thing. a thousand okay. years. Mm-hmm. So they might want to just use their both of their regenerations because they have like they're both two regeneration mm-hmm. machines. So and this could just be a dying race of some sort that wants to use that too. So it could be not Time Lord related, but something I, from the best. Yeah, or, I only think it's Time Lord because they actually got one over on the Doctor. True. Um, and that's something that so rarely happens. Mm-hmm. And um, they also have the power to give him his sight back. So there's a lot of things that make me feel like these sound like people who are the same level as, time, as uh, the Doctor. Here's what I don't want to happen. That this is just a second simulation. Oh, that might happen too. I, I would hate I, that. I, I would hate that a lot. I would too. Um, <laughs> that you can—it's it's always the danger you do when you do any kind of simulation or dream mm-hmm. sequence. Is like then, like end? how many Inception levels can we go through before the, your audience just like riots on you? And I don't think Doctor Who's going to do that. One because we've seen that okay, like we've seen that done so many times, and like yeah. it's just not. Even Moffat, like who has like a lot of like weird like choices when he just like I'm gonna do it because I felt like doing mm-hmm. it. Um, I think he would draw the line at doing multiple. Yeah, and, and this had such a good endpoint to the simulation that it was like I don't want them to yeah. stay in the yeah, simulation. I, it's, we're not gonna. I'm not saying I want that or I think that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not like next. You guys ever seen that movie? Ryan Watalison <laughs> in the chat says time lords don't have the power to restore sight. Um, which these guys did remotely in an instant. True, which was a little weird. And it makes it seem like they're maybe even more powerful than the Time Lords. They're kind of more of Q beings. Which it could be an offshoot, a cousin race or something. Like, mm-hmm. we know that there are also, other, there are tons of other, like, peoples and races that, like, work near or alongside the Time Lords. Also, uh, keep in mind, he got sight back, and then he came back to Earth, and then he lost his sight again. Isn't that what happened in Oxygen? He did something to his brain. You mean in the simulation? In the simulation, but also, like, no, before the simulation, when he came back to, uh, from the Oxygen episode, I'm just saying they maybe could have No, he, he given, never had any sight. He they lied. maybe could have kept his blindness away, is what they could have done. 
they could have that he could have been blind because of them. So taking mm-hmm. it away might be them just turning off the off switch, even I, though he kind of lost it in the oxygen episode. But I maybe. mean, but also these are beings that can run enough simulations that maybe they figured out stuff that Gallifreyans might not have figured out yet. Right. If they are Gallifreyans, but they found a way to run simulations among all the time streams, hmm. they would have the computing power. They would have the computing power to figure out how to stop blindness in an instant or take over Earth or... Yeah, look... And they, I think the only thing they need is love, which I guess yeah. the doctor so, can give them. So, okay, let's talk about the the whole love thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what if... Because, like, well, I'm, this is what I'm thinking when we're talking about, like, well, why are they here? Mm-hmm. Which is a big question, because, like, just conquer... Well, we're here to rule the Earth is boring, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's what they're going for here. What if they are taking over the Earth as an energy resource and they're, the way that they fuel all their stuff is with the power of love. Oh, with the power disgusting. of love. Sorry. Oh. Um, Apologize to all the viewers at home. Um, but like, not just... But no, like, not you. And also it's because, like, and Dave, you know this <laughs> as well as anybody, also because I've been watching American Gods and the, the concept of like faith, faith. As, some, as an energy resource. Yeah. Like, what if... The devotion of these people, mm-hmm. uh, of an entire planet's worth of people, mm-hmm. to this race is somehow what how they derive I mean, either their strength, yeah. their life, their life energy. Maybe like that's how they get re- their form of regenerations or power their starships, like well, with that liquid starship we saw in that the first episode. Well, Russell T. Davies did that uh, back during the Martha Jones years when the Doctor. Had been captured by Was the Was that in the end of time? Because this episode reminded me so much and of the end of time. Just by everyone saying doctor and believing in the doctor, he was restored. So that could be a possibility. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. The, like, especially, and we'll, we won't, no specifics, but like the preview of next week's mm-hmm. episode. Looks so much like. Reminded me so much of end of yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Almost too much. Um, mm-hmm. It got me worried. <laughs> because it just seemed like they're retracing stuff and it's like. Well, did Moffat write that? That was, T- that was Davies. It was but Davies is the showrunner, but, but I that don't one? know who wrote it. I'll look I at it. I like that episode, but I don't right want to see it again. Or if I want to see it again, I'll see that episode again, yeah. you know? We got Netflix, guys. Yeah. yeah. You'll just watch so that episode. No, it's not on Netflix anymore. It's on Amazon Prime now. Oh. Yeah, so. But it's, Get your it, streaming services right, I have Steve. both of those streaming services. <laughs> yeah. It just um, felt very similar, which was yeah. a little weird, especially if it's like the two black companions are, are doing the very similar um, thing. Written by Russell I mean, T. Davies. It was written by Russell T. Davies. Uh, the end of time. It, yeah. if, if, if it's going to be with her and uh, having like a one-off and... Struggling with love, then yeah, it's a lot like Martha Jones. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a yeah. lot like Martha Jones. Um, yeah. So, so but we'll either way, see. that's just a theory. I don't it, mm-hmm. like nothing other than crazy wild swings is why I'm going there. I have yeah. no evidence. Right. Um, We're doing yeah. a lot of theory stuff. I want to talk about like some specific great lines and moments from this episode yeah, too before shoot. we go kind of I feel it's going so far into the weeds of <laughs> yeah. just future Oh no no, no. Stuff. we got to go back and we got um, I want to talk about like the well like before before we do like handpicked moments like let's talk yeah. about the other poems cuz like Erica and Douglas That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Our, Erica was so great. Mm-hmm. 
And I expect Douglas, I could kind of take the lead. <laughs> but they were both like characters. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like they could have e- could have easily just put like two drones. I still had in there, them. and they just like somebody slips and created a virus, or like somebody entered the data wrong. But isn't like, that how outbreak starts? <laughs> like it's very much like I something still, like that. Yeah. I still like there were still moments with Douglas that I was kind of like, dude. There's so many second nature stuff that should come as a sci- as a scientist. Like I have a brother who's a scientist, and he has like certain things that he does even if he's hungover. Yeah. And one of the things he wouldn't do is just open up a case, scoop up some stuff yeah. without the helmet, yeah. and then keep the door open as he's walking out the door. Yeah, I, that was all very weird. I understand like the messing up the figures, and that's how he like started this whole thing. I still don't really understand that. I get that because I've done that so much if I'm just filling out Excel sheets. Yeah. Like I do that all the time. So. I think they're trying to say that this was the worst day ever for him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think even the worst day ever for you remember one of the best shots in the airlock in an emergency. That's the kind yeah. of thing that you you are drilled on. Or just to be like, oh shit, we created a an, an terrible a terrible toxin here. Let's let's shut everything down. Yeah. While yeah. I'm rushing to figure out what terrible thing I've done, maybe I should contain said terrible thing. Yeah. And if you're without... gonna throw up in your mask, maybe maybe you don't go in there. Maybe you go and actually throw up. Not only that, I, even mask. taking <laughs> off the helmet wasn't so bad to me because it was like, oh, they do this all the time. And those weren't airtight seals. I got the sense mm-hmm. that they were more about like splash protection yeah. kind well, of thing. I think they were airtight only because she didn't. Like a- anyone who wasn't the doctor who went in that room had some like strong effect to it. Even Nardal had a, a, a reaction to it. Right. So, um, uh, so yeah, that's why I think that they yeah, were airtight. I just, what bothered me was not so much the taking off the helmet because I'm like, okay, he's still hungover, he's still making mistakes. But when things were going down, he opened up a glass case. Mm-hmm. He scooped up the worst things that that happened with his so, bare hands mind you yeah. it wasn't bare hands well, he, went, like he some... had the white glove on the soup but, still okay. not, but then he left the door enough. open as he walked away with it I, I would think that keep it at least behind the glass thing and then yeah. realize all they need to do was like uh oh I have also, it in me and, and also to, if that's a possibility with what they're doing isn't there a button you push that just destroys all the stuff I know we're nitpicking at this point I think it was like impossible I think they didn't anticipate it going this bad. I think yeah, I guess yeah. it's, a, it's a missed decimal. So I guess. this yes. isn't like a war, like factory mm-hmm. lab. This yeah. is just like they're like bot. They're basically botanists. I is call what I got. Agrofuel, so they are kind of well. Yeah, but I don't think there was ever them. a thought that they could get anywhere near to what they got. Something that you would also, need to burn the lab yeah. down also, around them. Also, I did find out that this was uh, based off of a real thing. This was based off the this I saw on the Wikipedia, but it looks like a lot of the sources back this up. Uh, because on on the screen they call it what they're working on are planticola and Rotella planticola was the subject of a genetic engineering experiment in the nineteen nineties to enhance its ability to break down organic plant matter to ethanol. When tested in non sterile ordinary soil, it was found that this modified bacteria caused massive plant death with the ethanol production. So some have thought that if this went out of hand, fortunately it didn't, mm. but if it went out of hand that it could have like been this doomsday device that they're talking mm. about here. So that's kind of neat that they actually took from a real life yeah. scare that where they were working on some bacteria. Hmm. That's yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really like the, I just, I like the characters and we yeah, can like yell, yell at Douglas for like dumb decision making. Like, look, <laughs> I've been, trust me, I've been hung over 
yeah. before. Yeah. And yeah. like I've had to go to work hungover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fun. Usually it's because of a poorly timed office party. <laughs> Why they do it in the middle of the week, I do not know. Yeah. But the vendors are that happens. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, I, like you, when something when there's an emergency, adrenaline will take care of the rest. Yeah, um, it's not it's not enough like to just keep going forward. Right. Yeah. I do. I do have to but, say, I yeah. loved Erica. She was phenomenal. Mm. She was just like a fun character. That, like, I I bought everything about what that actress did. Yeah, and the casting for her was great too mm-hmm. because we. It's great that they cast a the little person and they didn't. They didn't nod towards up. the fact that it was. No one really brought it up, and it was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was diverse casting. We don't tend to see. And mm-hmm. I would hope it's diverse enough casting that the script was written as this person. Yeah. And then a little person auditioned, and they were like, I, "We like her." Yeah. yeah or they perfect. just had an actress they wanted to use, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, this like." Even role. if even if they wrote the role for her, mm. whatever, like it was right. just it was well handled and exactly the type of diversity casting that you want because it doesn't it's just casting. Yeah, it's nothing just to casting. do with it. It had nothing to do with it. It was it was great, and I hope we see more of her actually. Yeah. And I do like I do like the doctor's line where he's like, uh, "Seriously, what are you doing after this? <laughs> the like, doctor, do you want to just join up?" Or? He does that so much now that I'm just like, I no longer have any faith. And until I see someone, he said that too, like three seasons ago, come back right. and be a companion. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, Quit he, saying that to people. He does say that a lot. This is like the doctor flirting. Yeah. Uh, like he's out at the bar. He's like, I just he like was... to flirt. I, I'm not necessarily going to take her home, but like it feels good. And he actually <laughs> was kind of flirting pretty hard with her. There was. Even Mm-hmm. that one moment it's like now I'm gonna do something and you're gonna love me forever mm-hmm. or it's like and you're gonna have a, a wonderful crush on me or mm-hmm. something like that and so he was kind of the doctor this season especially has gotten really cocky yeah yeah. like in every for... in every aspect and it really works with the it works for Capaldi yeah mm-hmm. it does um, with, with the pl- meditating by p- walking around playing a guitar yeah Capaldi <laughs> and also being blind and cocky I think is uh, a good yeah thing too. Uh, but just yeah, like that. He he keeps doing it, like where he's just like now he. I, it is a little bit of the self awareness mm-hmm. that I think has been missing a little bit from Doctor Who mm-hmm. in recent seasons. But like it feels, it, the Doctor's been doing this for so long. Yeah, yeah. he's like the like uh, on the in, in the in oxygen when mm-hmm. he's like. Uh, I'm gonna save your life, and you'll be wondering who I am for the rest of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, yeah, that's that's exactly what's gonna happen for people like that they, the doctor saves. Like Peter Capaldi, I don't know, I don't know if it has anything to do with Clara. But all I'm saying is that Peter Capaldi seems to be having a lot more fun this season. Maybe yeah. it is because this is his last season, but even the chemistry between him and Bill, him and Nadal, like he's joking a lot more. He just seems happier. It's almost like it was. It's a good idea to switch up the companions on a show yeah. every so often. It's also <laughs> like I think it's also because Capaldi in this season is not dealing with like having a season where he's trying to figure out who he is and play yeah, off of like yeah. that. Now he is who he is, and you don't have that div- that first uh, yeah. episode. Well, there's something. no like. Oh, I'm either we're figuring who this doctor is, or mm-hmm. oh, we're setting up to say goodbye to this three year old companion. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a season. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a you know I think Capaldi kind of got like the short end of the stick because he did have to deal with uh, having the same companion as Matt Smith and all that history that came with it. And not to say that it can't be done. I mean, 
David Tennant had the same companion as Christopher Eccleston, and that was like the best thing in the world. But yeah, but they, right. she was, Rose was still only around for two seasons. Yeah, total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, yeah, I would have loved to have seen him get a new companion last year. But just Matt Smith got to be his doctor immediately, and so yeah. it kind of sucks yeah. that it took this long to really see like a fully fleshed out. Doctor and it's going to really Capaldi. suck when we're going to get this Cap- the the fully fleshed out doctor that is Capaldi, and then we're going to lose him. Soon. Yeah, like, we're losing him, and you can count on your hand yeah. how many episodes. I, I think that they're like we've sort of with New Who at the very least, we New have sort who. of found. <laughs> the the sweet spot for how long you should keep a doctor and a companion around before mm-hmm. you run into problems. A doctor three. gets three seasons, a companion two. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even though uh, Amy and Rory are my favorite companions, mm-hmm. the seventh season, they were only there for the first half of it. But mm-hmm. that first half was the weakest of their episodes. Mm-hmm. Two seasons for companions seems like a great amount of time to let them grow and breathe and change yeah. and do different things. And then move on with them. And you can always bring people back in for any kind of ridiculous Mm -hmm. adventure. But two seasons for a companion and then three for a doctor, that keeps, like, the... It keeps the doctor being fresh yeah. without with different companions, which changes the way the doctor behaves, mm. and it lets the companions go before they overstay their welcome. Yeah, right. and the companions can always come back, like if they don't die, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and even you, if they do die, even if they do die, hey. even if they do, who he manages time and space. It's uh, all good. S- Sydney, Amy was around for two and a half seasons. Yes, um, so just in the middle, just that half season. I yeah, I agree. We didn't necessarily need it. It had you a good goodbye. Gu- they had a great goodbye, goodbye but, but like it. But it the rest happened. of that season was like the idea of them getting divorced I don't even think it gets started uh, yeah we're not going to uh, um, uh, speaking of companions I do want to talk about Nardal in this episode yes I thought he did I thought he was really great in the last two episodes Nardal is so great he is like I don't yeah. like he we we count him as a companion right or is yes. he like yeah. second tier companion like Jack well, he's, he's like not. a Kane well he was originally supposed to be like a Jack Harkness he was supposed to be just kind of a recurring and as often but I think what ended up happening is that they liked him so much that they kept bringing him back he's the K nine yeah. yeah. He's definitely. He is the K nine. He was yeah. the K nine, and he um, for the Christmas episode, he was the independent companion. Yeah. So like, technically, he would be considered a com- like. Yeah, he is a companion. My only, my only like hang up about it is I was like, man, this like happens a lot to the black companions. <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, they have right. to share. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel so much like a sharing thing. Yeah. Because yeah. he feels almost like a tool. If that makes any sense. He feels like he's the assistant to the doctor Mm -hmm. and not an equal. He feels like he's not even an equal to Bill. Mm -hmm. Like Bill's there to to be as almost like a colleague. Nardal's sort of his secretary. Yeah. Yeah. And he does like a yes sir. Like he has that great moment in this where he's just brainstorming. He's like, what do we live off of? And Nardal says air, water, food, and beer. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, air, water, food. And then he asks him to do something and just goes, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And it was just a nice little, you saw the chain of command. Yeah. And you don't get that. So I feel like. He's also kind of like a mom slash wife type feel to him. Yeah. Yeah. He is also badgering. In fact, he he said, I'm not, I'm not just sexy. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. Which almost, almost makes me suspicious. Like him saying, I'm not just sexy. It was almost like. That was very Rivers, what he just said. And I'm not saying, like, we're going to get Rivers back, but it's like, he has a lot of Rivers in him. You mean River Song? <laughs> yeah. River Song, yeah. Okay. It was like, uh, Rivers, yeah, sorry. River Song. It was enough to be like, 
What is? Are they? Is they, can we not secretly River Song? Or can we? No. Can no, we? No, I don't no, think please. so. Um, but the sexy was enough to be like, oh right. No, I think it's just it's like what we got last week with Nardal, where they're like, the, I think like they just realized that they could get a lot more ridic- even more ridiculous mm-hmm. with this character, where right. he's like, he's got this swagger. Yeah. That like, because remember he's not human, so wherever he's, whatever life he's from. He had like respect and like a flair, and he he hacked the the like these cameras mm-hmm. in seconds. Right. Like Nardal, like as much as he's played as this silly, ridiculous mm-hmm. man because he's played by Matt Lucas, like he is showing himself to be more than capable, yeah. like right. more capable than most companions, at least in a pra- from a practical mm-hmm. standpoint. But they've also kind of upgraded the character just since, like, since his introduction at uh, the uh, Husbands of River Song, where he was kind of like bumbling and didn't seem like he knew what he was doing. To now, like, right. there was a tra- there was a, a, a change in his character during this year's Christmas special, where maybe they decided, you know, well, if he's going to be around, then maybe we should, you know. Yeah, it also showed some, that some more oomph. time has passed, and he showed mm-hmm. what it was like to hang out with the Doctor yeah. and and River, and he's been like, hanging out with them for. Almost 100 years at this point. Yeah. yeah. I so. get the sense that Nardal is super book smart, mm-hmm. but has no street smarts. No. Uh, but he thinks that he does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also got that we finally had some acknowledgement about what he is in this episode. Because <laughs> I kept thinking, like, in Oxygen, especially, it was, do they need to give him a mask? Do they need to, does he need to be breathing? And then, but his lungs are human. Yeah, at least mm-hmm. in this episode, he said, like, well, I'm not human. And then he says, well, you most, you pretty oh, much yeah. are, because I got your lungs for cheap. Mm. Let's not forget <laughs> that right now, Nardal is lying, like, yeah. seemingly dead on the floor of the top. Artists. Yeah. yeah. What is that? is not going to be about that life. Tardis is going to like, take care of you. <laughs> like, yeah. Tardis doesn't let people die in there unless they're the doctor. I mean, if the lungs are yeah. dead, the Tardis, there's there's nothing the Tardis can do. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll find out. And I'm sure yeah. there's a long list of people who have died in the Tardis. I bet there are. Mm, in the Tardis? Say. I can't think oh. of anyone dying in the Tardis that's not like the Sin- doctor. Since 05, I don't think so no what about that that, one where they went to the center of the TARDIS didn't a couple people die there but they were all part Uh, of the TARDIS they were all part of the TARDIS TARDIS. right okay (laughs) I kind of forget that's a trippy Um, episode any other other moments or stuff that you guys wanted to, to touch on before we go into predictions right I mean that's the big stuff I'm just happy about that suit Suit's great. It's great suit. That great, great suit. suit. The Probably soon to be available from the BBC online. If you store. could make it in a women's size small, I would mm-hmm. appreciate it. <laughs> or a size <laughs> <very> large. <laughs> <laughs> um, then let's go into predictions for next week. And now you're after Buzz TV. Try to take some deep breaths. Alright. Next week's episode, uh, the lie of the lie of the world, the land, the right. lie of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it's going to be another alternate reality kind of episode where yeah. it's 
Where it's now, what happens if if these monks are taken over and it's another landscape? Also, what is with the Black Companions being stuck in alternate worlds where the doctor's gone bad or can't remember who he is? <laughs> it is and having to deal with the it master. Is, it's That's just a like, weird racial bias. <laughs> like, we have alternate worlds. It's I don't know if it's so weird strange. as much as particular. It's a yeah. particular thing. Martha Jones had to deal with the same thing. Right. I just think that's funny that she had to deal with like, almost it'll the exact be, same scenario. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Twice. what next week looks like. But it does, it, it feels so close yeah. to the end of time that like if this is when John Sim is going to pop out, then like, it's... We're Almost beat for beat. Then, then, <laughs> then I think we're gonna get like some like direct like I've been here before, and then David Tennant walks out, and we're just like losing our minds while like not understanding anything. But as like the baby, like, and, and British like, and British Twitter is gonna destroy baby. it for us if that happens. But I love the idea of the Doctor having to turn to Missy to fight a foe that he doesn't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I also think it's the Time Lord. Because the only person who would go up against him like that would be Missy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think I think we're going to discover that they have some type of relation to Missy. I also, oh my gosh, I just want to be right about Bill being in some way related to the Doctor. Um, so I'm curious about what percentage Time Lord do you have to be to have like regenerative Not abilities? Not much. Since I guess because River, River wasn't was just even exposed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she was just born, All like, right. conceived. Oh yeah. yeah, in the TARDIS, right? By the TARDIS, in the TARDIS, in the TARDIS. It's a uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> during the sexiest of TARDIS trips. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so, all right. So the doctor, but like, the, here's the thing. Do you think the doctor makes a deal with Missy? Uh, do you think that he just, do you think Missy is just going to, like, sign up because they're friends, as they put it? I think Missy owes him one. I And I think but sometimes the master, historically the Johnson master, did do the doctor a solid simply because of that friendship or because the doctor did something for him and he owed the doctor. So at least in like the, not end of time, but the other one, the very last tenant one, uh, the master came back for that and right. helped him, him defeat the Time Lords as well. So I think it's going to be one of those things. But then it's like, I gave you the solid, but I'm still going to like come and mess up your crap later. So... Yeah. I am anxious to see like a John Sims uh, master that isn't insane, that doesn't have like the pounding of, mm. of rhythm in his head. The drums. Yeah, the drums. So, I, in the drums. In the drums. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to stand by my prediction. <laughs> I'm going to stand by my prediction that M- Missy was going to have a lot of exposition for us over who the monks are. Right. Mm. Better for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Whether they're, they're old foes, maybe the monks are. Do you think the monks could be going after Missy for some reason that's in what some I, crazy that's what I roundabout yeah, yeah. way? Yeah. I think Missy is the is the MacGuffin probably of, of next week's episode, maybe. Mm. But why do they have to change the world or take over it in order to get at her? Because well, then they might the, be working with Because her. this is the only way to stop the Doctor. Wait, remember that the only way to get into the vault is if you're a friend of the Doctor. Yep. Maybe if you have a connection to the love of the doctor. Hmm. So maybe the only way they can physically get to the vault is if they have consent from someone who loves the doctor. Well, it uh, seems like or if Bill gets into kinda, the vault. Yeah, but that kind of works, right? Like to get near to it. 
Yeah, you have to be. There's you have to be. You have to like be a friend of the doctor. So getting consent from someone who loves the doctor is maybe a way to get to the vault. Or if they got, or by getting Bill's consent, they can then have a certain control over her to like go open the vault now. Yeah, maybe. But they could just have a straight up control over her. It gets a little open the vault now, or the consent will kill you. And and here, Adrian, last thought. I I think it's I think I don't think that'll be the case because it's implied that it's one of those situations where she remembers the world before them so they don't necessarily have control over right interesting which is why I think they might be working with Missy but I think they might well on that note sorry Steve we're out of time so I'm going to cut you off Um, but that is going to be it for the Doctor Who after show Uh, let us know more about what you think the monks are doing what we're looking for in the live looking forward to next week with the lie of the land uh send us all of your theories keep the conversation going either in the youtube comments below or you can hit us up individually on twitter uh you can find me zach wilson at that zach wilson that's t-h-a-t-z-a-c-h-w-i-l-s-o-n also tune in right after this steve and i are going to be talking the leftovers uh the penultimate episode this week and then the series finale next week it's crazy i don't even understand it but i love it it's not a clock. Watch it. I'm shocked Roxy hasn't kicked open the door. Steve, where can you find me? <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Join me in literally minutes to talk about the leftovers. Yeah, and you could join me in literally minutes to watch to talk about American Gods. So if you don't want to watch Leftovers, <laughs> watch American Gods. They're both weird-ass <laughs> shows. And you can find me at MRDaveChild or DaveChild.com. My name's Dave Child. Uh, I'm actually going to go home. <laughs> I'm going to finish watching Leftovers because I had 10 minutes left before I had to come here. But um, my, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Adrian Snow. You can also see me on The Handmaid's Tale on Thursdays and on Popcorn Talk for Unproduced Table Read on Fridays. All right, guys. This has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thanks for geeking out with us. Bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.